concerned with Moolah! You don't know how you're supposed to earn it Or what to do with it or how to keep it You're a freak with a dark, shameful secret But you're not the only one Get your hidden financial fears with a blast of sun Now your healing has begun It's Bad With Money with Gabby Dunn Hello, I'm Gabby Dunn and this is Bad With Money How's everyone doing? How's it going? What's happening? I'm I'm great. I'm in quarantine. This week's episode is about buying perfect skin. Can you do it? Is it possible? Can you have quote unquote perfect skin with enough money? The answer might surprise you. It won't surprise you. It's kind of yes. We've been stuck indoors, obviously, and I've seen tons of stuff uh, selling us skin products and people talking about on Twitter how they've gotten into these huge skincare routines in isolation. Now, most of us have already been living most of our lives with some idea of how our skin could be better, quote unquote better. Let me say that. That is not an accident. Obviously, advertisements exist. We are literally programmed to think that skin should look a certain way. Our skin could be smoother. We could have less blemishes, less wrinkles. Whatever ways the advertisers have decided that we need to look targeting us based on age, race, and gender. So how is fixating on our skin now, during a time where we might not even be seeing that many people, perhaps actually a way to use money to feel in control? Now, I talked to my friend Jackie Johnson, who is a beauty expert. She does a podcast called Natch Butte. She focuses on cruelty-free stuff. She knows what products are vegan. She knows what products are expensive, what you should use, what you shouldn't use. Um, That's her whole deal. That's her whole podcast. That's her whole life. So we called her and we talked to her uh, in March. We had that conversation, which you can hear, we kind of allude to that the pandemic is starting. And then in a second part of the show, we're going to talk to her again almost two months later while we're knee-deep in this pandemic. But first, first... This is our interview that we did in March. Hello? Oh, hello. Uh, For our Bad With Money listeners, can you tell us who you are and what you do? Yeah, my name is Jackie Johnson, and I am a comedian and a podcast host and a a beauty expert. And I host a podcast called Natch Butte, which Gabby has been on. Mm -hmm. And it's all about sort of exploring the self-care space while still staying um, you know, in line with your values, your ethics, and yourself, uh, because we all deserve care and attention, honey. Um, so it's interesting. Obviously, we're recording this, and people are uh, quarantining because of the coronavirus. And I've noticed like a super uptick in people just like doing these elaborate skincare routines. And I think like it dovetails with like self care or trying to make yourself feel better or something. Like, is that you know, is that like this feeling of taking care of your skin is like, we can control this. This is like a thing that we're doing. It's definitely a control, but it's also a ritual. And I think rituals are such a big part of being mindful. Mm -hmm. And they're such a big part of like self-care that at night, I remember like I get out of my shower or whatever. If I shower, I don't shower every day and I don't fucking care. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll be honest. And I'm in that bathroom and I'm like, I grab my little serum and I put it in my hands and I like smell it and I rub it up my face. And I'm just like, this is my time, you know? Mm-hmm. So right now we have nothing but time. So um, this is the time to experiment and have fun. This is the time. What else do you have to do? You know, like if you've always wanted to try a bold brow and a contour, honey, get that, pay- get that brush out because <laughs> nobody's around. 
This is the time. I did like a glitter lip for no reason the other day. I was like, let's just yeah, see what this not? looks like. Why not? You know? So um, you use products that don't test on animals. You try to use vegan products, right? That is all true. And it's really wild out there how many products test on animals. And we don't really know that. More and more people are figuring it out. You can buy things and vote with your wallet Mm -hmm. and buy things that align with your values that you're going to feel good about using and buying. Yeah. I mean, I think that's become more and more of a thing. Uh, Why why do you think people are more sort of voting with their wallet, let's say, or more interested in what's going into the, the products? Yeah, I think there's several reasons. One of the reasons is awareness and everyone now has their own platform, it, whether it be their Twitter, their Instagram, their Facebook, you know, their blogs, their Facebook groups. So the conversations are now out there and they're more readily available. So before, you know, you and I both kind of grew up in the early aughts. Um, for me, it was always like, oh my gosh, let me get my 17 magazine out, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, oh, look at that Neutrogena ad. Okay, that's how grapefruit burst face wash. That sounds (laughs) so nice. You know, like that was kind of all we had to go off of. Mm -hmm. Uh, But now there's just so much information out there and there's also so many products. And I personally really like buying from female owned brands, independent brands, queer owned brands, kind of whatever is your thing that you want to kind of help advocate. You can create an entire beauty routine behind that now, which is super fun. Um, and Instagram makes it so easy because you can, you know, look at the brand, you can see the owners, um, and you can really kind of test the waters and find a routine that not only kind of aligns with how you feel and what you support, but also just like that you love, because if you love your products, you're going to use them. And if you are kind of eh about them, that's when you start having what I call the product graveyard that sort of grows across your counter. And you're like, why did I buy that $30 bottle of cream that I've used three times? Because bitch, you didn't like it. You know what I mean? Oh and you yeah. don't have to put up with that anymore. Yeah. That's the thing is the idea of like something being a waste of money because it's so expensive or you just have no idea like if it's going to work and you're reading product reviews and everything is uh, one person's like, this is amazing. And another person is like, this is the worst like, thing I've ever horrible. used. <laughs> yeah. And you're like trying to, how do you parse out like what to buy? Well, it's really hard. It's very saturated. I know a lot of um, my listeners, especially sort of like the Gabby Dunn's out there, so, sort of my more natural queens, uh-huh. you know, you walk into these Sephora's or whatever, and you're like, okay, there are literally 75 different, you know, SKUs. Mm-hmm. What do I buy? I don't know. So I think kind of decluttering it is hard. One reason, one thing that I say is ask your friends, ask people that you trust. If you have a friend whose skin looks awesome, strike up a convo with them. Be like, you know what? I'm kind of trying to get more into skincare. What are you using? And see, because if you know someone with a well-informed opinion, uh, like that they've really honed, I would trust them over a stranger on the internet having a power trip. Yeah. You just never know. Um, and then there's been all this stuff about certain brands hiring people to write reviews for them. I mean, I truly don't think you can trust online reviews anymore. 
Um, so it's all about finding the person you trust. I think person to person referrals, that's what Nash Butte is all about. The whole idea of the show was like two people going through their bags and kind of talking about what they use. Mm-hmm. That is number one. And then also obviously Nash Butte can help you. Right. But, um, but the more you try also, the more you're going to know what you like and you try them and you go, you know what? I don't like the jelly consistency of this. I mm-hmm. like more of a cream. Or, hey, you know what? I like the scent of this. I don't like the scent of this. And you can slowly figure out kind of like what you're drawn to and what your skin responds to. And then based on that, you can form a routine that works for you. So what was the we talked about the Neutrogena, but what was the first like commercial or ad that you saw that was like, well, maybe when you were a teen that was like, hey, your skin is garbage. Here's how to make your skin better. Oh, yeah. I mean, the one that I really responded to was those Biore strips. Mm. Do you remember those? Yeah, they like pull because, the gunk out of your nose or whatever. Yes. And like the thing is, is then the, if you look at your nose and you see little black dots, guess what, hon? Everyone has those mm-hmm. and they're not going to go away. The thing about those Biore strips is they just pull like the tiny bit of the surface off of them. But it trained us into like kind of fear mongering us like, oh, we're disgusting, right? Like, mm. oh, my God, my nose is disgusting. But the thing about those strips is your nose will be full again tomorrow because they only pull just the tiny bit of surface dirt off or whatever. So, but when we were in high school, whatever, I'm a little older than you, but I was like, I got to clean my nose. I got to get my nose clean. Mm-hmm. I don't want anybody looking at me and seeing my dirty nose. So I was doing those strips forever, but just so everybody knows, those strips are bullshit. <laughs> and they're not going to help you. They might be fun. So mm-hmm. like if you want to do it for fun, I'm not going to yuck your yum, but just know like they're not going to like magically change your life. Yeah, I mean, so how old were you when you bought your first like face wa- face wash or like cream for your skin? Probably uh probably middle school and it was again just because of YM magazine. Mm-hmm. I was like a YM magazine stan and I would basically buy everything in that magazine that I could. Like, yeah. it was like, oh, here's the Jane lipstick. I got to buy it. Oh, the new cover girl, you know, um, glitter eyeshadow. Oh, I got to have that. But it was, I think it was just because we didn't have anything else. Yeah, we had like, I mean, there wasn't this huge boom of skincare at the time. It was very no. like, it was very like, I had um, Queen Helene mint julep mask from oh, yeah. CVS oh, yeah. or, or Rite Aid or even Eckert's, if you remember Eckert's. Um, oh, hell yeah. And that was the super 90s reference. Uh, and like, I had, you know, bad skin because I was a teenager, <laughs> but you were like constantly right. trying to like mitigate it with, again, like just uh, stuff that's barely scratching the surface. I don't think anybody was like having these dedicated skincare routines back then. Oh no. And also everything was so different then. Like everything was like oil free, oil free. And pretty much all I use now are oils. Yeah. Cleanse. I do an oil at night. And it was just like, who, who told us that oil wasn't okay? Like it was this weird trend of like, even with food, like, do you remember those like, Oh, Lester potato chips that like made everybody like shit their pants. (laughs) (laughs) And it was because they were oil free, right? Yes. Yeah. Think, and that still happens, like the trends still mm-hmm. occur. Like dewy um, skin now, you want oil. Yes, exactly. And But it's so crazy. I had a I had a woman on Natch Butte who founded a company called Osea Malibu. And, and she said in the 90s, she went into like the department stores and she was like, here's my face oil. And they literally like laughed her out of the store. They were like, we're never going to put oil on our faces, you crazy person. And, oh my God. And now she's like, you know, thriving. But it's it just, it's all the trends and the misinformation. 
Um, and, and so, yeah, we were all kind of victim of that. I mean, I was putting harsh shit on my face. Remember like all those astringent pads? Yes. Like, uh, the dry, yes. The pads that would like dry it out. Oh my God are horrible. And that's what's so crazy is if you overstrip your skin, it will produce more oil to compensate. And that's why we were all getting zit because our poor faces <laughs> were just like trying to survive. It was horrible. Yeah. I mean, so that's the thing is like you're spending all this money on stuff that is sort of like trendy or even like getting pulled in by, ooh, this bottle is nice or, you know, any, oh, this is smells good. This is cute or whatever, but it's like not actually doing anything. Yeah. There's a lot of really cute packaging out there and, and, you know, everybody has their thing. But I I will say if, if a product does aesthetically make you happy, you are more inclined to use it. So I think if you are drawn to something, no shame in mm-hmm. trying it. Um, and you know, cause, cause it, that's, what's so crazy again is you might love something and other people hate it. Right. And, and you have to kind of tune that out and really just sit with yourself and go, you know what? I look snatched. My best friend might hate this, you know, banana scented Korean skincare cream, but I love it. So mm-hmm. I'm going to keep buying it. Like it's hard to do that, especially with Instagram and the ads. Yeah will get you. They know what you're clicking on. They know what you're typing and they will put ads on your feed specifically for like items you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So just remember if you see an ad, don't be like, wow, it's a sign, you know, like, <laughs> no, honey, they, they're playing you, <laughs> you know? Um, what about now? Like older, uh, anti-aging stuff. My grandmother was 90 something and she was still buying anti-aging creams before she passed away. Uh, like what's, when did you start like going the opposite and like buying stuff like that? Well, uh, I had Allie Ward on my show. Who's very funny and brilliant. And she said, anti age putting anti-aging is like putting anti-breathing. Um, it's going to happen. It's all marketing. There are certain ingredients that you could argue sort of, you know, they are supposed to smooth lines. Um, I don't know if you hear that right now. There's, um, sounds like a fire truck's going by, you know what? It, we're all trying to get through the day. I was going to um, say, yeah, you know yeah. what? Most of these interviews, if it doesn't sound like the actual apocalypse outside, I don't know what <laughs> this will really mark the time frame of when we exactly. when we recorded this. Yes. Exactly. When did you record it? it? Right at the beginning of the apocalypse? Cool. Yes. So there was only a couple fire trucks. Uh, yeah, exactly. In a few weeks, it'll just be a constant stream of them. Horrible. Um. But yeah, there are some ingredients that, you know, you could argue will, quote unquote, help reduce your fine lines and whatever. But I really, you know, that all comes down to just what is right for your skin and what needs are you wanting to target. So don't let anti-aging throw you. Don't let it deter you. But also don't let it um, sell you either. Yeah. Let's pause the conversation and take a short break. We'll be right back. And we're back. Um, so what products do you own for your skin today? Like how many things do you do you personally have? And then how many things do you think the average person should have? Okay, so I'm a different case because I do this for a living. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me. I have to always be trying new things because, um, you know, I got to stay up on what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I have a constant rotation. But what I always, always do is I always cleanse at night. And a cleanser is, again, there's so many choices. There's foaming ones, there's oil ones, there's jelly cleansers, there's all this shit. 
Mm-hmm. You have to just try it and see what you like. You know, um, I'm all about that oil cleanse these days and you don't even have to be like a makeup queen to enjoy oil cleanse. My boyfriend oil cleanses and he doesn't wear makeup. Mm-hmm. So, cause I used to think like oil cleansers will break down makeup. They do, but they also work if you don't have any makeup on, they just kind of help rebalance the oil in your face. So I do an oil cleanse. I might do a second cleanse. And that's like a whole thing. It's like double cleansing is a thing. Oh, you got to hit it twice. You know, you never know. Uh, I've had really good results with a double cleanse. It's sort of the Korean skincare um, regimen. But that essentially just means you wash your face twice. Mm -hmm. So don't let that throw you. You don't like have to have two products. It just depends on your needs, where you were during the day. Um, Maybe you did have makeup on. Maybe you had a lot of sunscreen on. Maybe you sweat, whatever. Um, I think everybody out there definitely needs a cleanser. That is step one, honey. Everybody. Everybody needs a cleanser. Mm -hmm. And everybody needs a cream at night and a sunscreen for the day. Those are the three products that, like, you have to start your routine with. And then you can build from there depending on your needs, your time, you know, how much money you want to put into it, et cetera. But, honey, we all got to have a cleanser. We all got to have a cream and we all got to have a sunscreen for the day. Well, I understand that. Why do you need the cream at night? So after, so at night, your skin is sort of in like a restorative state. Mm. So you definitely want to put something on it that overnight is going to kind of help replenish your skin and balance it out. Um, And then, and that's it. Even if you're very oily, if you're acne prone, I just think you should always put something on your skin after you cleanse it and something that's going to just kind of set it up for the night. So, but does it, cause I think people listening might be like, all of this is very expensive, but I, I don't think you necessarily have to get expensive stuff. I have like, I've been using Cetaphil for like years. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like you don't have to, I just had these two women on Ash Butte. Um, they own a company called chemist confessions and they're actually chemists. They straight up told me that Neutrogena is the same as some of these expensive Sephora brands ingredient wise. Um, It all comes down to marketing. Who did they hire to be their spokesperson? They have to factor in that price, the packaging, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, you do not have to spend $30 on a cream. Um, I have a list here of a few cruelty-free brands you can find at the drugstore. Ooh, um, tell me. Because I figured the bad with money honeys would want to maybe check them out. Yeah, yeah. They love they love hacks. <laughs> we don't provide enough oh, hacks here. We're mostly yeah. a sad sack situation. So please provide us with hacks. We love a hack. Well, my okay. So, like I said, we need a we need a um, sunscreen. We need a face cream at night. And you know, a face cream that could be an oil if you'd like to try that. It doesn't like have to be a physical cream. But I just mean once you wash your skin, it's good to cover it with something else when you go to sleep. So a cream, a balm, um, an oil, whatever. But there, here's some brands that you can find at Target and the drugstore. Have you ever heard of Pixi? P I X I. No. They have really cute packaging, sort of a minty green. They have a ton of products. Um, They have makeup and skincare, and they are available at all the Target stores. Everybody loves this brand. They make a really good, like, glycolic. um, They do have a pad that I hear is really great, but they have, like, a spray that will, like, help lift dark spots if maybe you've gotten some sun damage, if you're, like, a little bit older and you're 30. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, but they all, they have makeup and everything and it's cruelty free. 
Um, there's Pacifica, which is sort of like a vegan, all vegan kind of more quote unquote natural brand, but they have so many products and they have a ton of them at Target. They have makeup, they have skincare, they have lots of beautiful, yummy scents. Like I know, Gabby, I know you love like a deodorant with a scent. Mm -hmm. They have coconut, peach, um, patchouli. Like they have really beautiful packaging of a ton of stuff. I love that you remember what every person you've ever met is interested in skin, like you know, I'm a petty Scorpio. I'm a petty Scorpio. We have <laughs> we have the memory of a freaking elephant. Oh my god! And all of this stuff is is like within a norm normal price range. Yes. Well, like I said, this is drugstore. If you want like pretty pretty affordable, check out Elf E L F. Yes, I love Elf? Elf. Yes. So Elf is very very affordable, and they have a lot of skincare. And my honeys, the listeners in Butte, really like elf and i've watched a lot of youtubes of like um you know beauty gurus doing like full elf routine mm -hmm. you can get a lip liner for a dollar they nice. have eye cream that is really awesome that's like four dollars like, they're really really affordable i would say it's hit or miss there they do have a very law extensive line so there will be some you know shitty products mixed in there you just got to try them but you know what? Target has a great return policy. If you don't like it, take it back. So, okay. So, uh, so there are obvious like economic gains to improving your appearance. Like you're working on yourself and, um, I mean, I have, I have adult acne. Thank you so much. I have eczema. Um, and it does feel like there is a judgment. Like if you have acne or if you have some sort of skin thing, which sucks because like, let's say you're going in for a job interview and like they judge you. I feel like there's this thing of like, people who are good or diligent or wealthy are able to have this versus like people who aren't, you know, have gross skin, even though like I've seen a lot of actresses with terrible skin um, because they're wearing makeup all the time. Like what what is the the reasonable in investment or like what, you know, what do you say to someone who's like my skin responds to nothing? Like, I don't know. I don't it's like fucking my life up. Yeah. I mean, I've been there. I had horrific cystic acne in my early twenties. And that's when I moved to LA. And I remember I was like, I'm going to get an agent, you know, I'm going to make it. And I would walk into meetings and I would just feel people looking at my acne, you know? Yeah. Um, and even if they weren't, because I'll be honest, we all have some dysmorphia and we all look at ourselves and we see whatever it is that we don't like in that mirror a hundred times more than anyone else is seeing it. And mm -hmm. that's just the way it is. So it's rough. And I, again, when somebody says I've tried everything, I was, I tried everything. Yeah, you know, me I too. Everything I could. I still have it. I still and, get acne. Yeah. I mean, it's rough out there. There's so much going on and there's so many factors, you know, there's our bodies, there's what we're eating, there's our stress, there's mm -hmm. our environment. I mean, that's the thing. That was my next question. Like, can perfect skin be bought? Because every episode oh, we're sort of, yeah, every episode we're sort of seeing like, is it possible to buy this and what does it cost? So like in your mind, perfect skin can be bought even if you genetically or whatever have. Oh, you can buy anything. So you can buy, you can buy perfect skin even if, like, I see actresses all the time who have, who are like, oh, I'm shooting a show right now and I'm anything. wearing makeup every day and my skin is yeah. terrible. And well, I mean, I think to, uh, I always say set your expectations reasonable. Um, you know, if you're predispositioned to just really have a hard time with oil production or, or, or acne prone skin, you are just buckle up, babe, because you're going to have a battle mm -hmm. and you could have all the money in the world and they can only do so much. I mean, other than giving you a face transplant, which I have not seen yet, but you know, honey, who knows at this rate, 
you you know so but but in general yeah you can go in and get a laser every other day you could Mm. have the best makeup artist in the world you know um so you can of course money can buy you pretty pretty close to perfect for sure all right so that's the end of our flashback Ooh, again that interview happened in march just as the coronavirus was popping up in the U.S. And now we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to chat with Jackie now while we are knee deep in this new normal of social distancing and basically mostly living indoors. And we're back. Here is the new interview that we did with Jackie, the more recent one, uh, where we take into account how our skincare routines have changed, what we're spending on in terms of beauty has changed, um, what self-care really means now that we can't control anything, and um, if that's going to continue, if that's going to become the new normal. So, okay, so last we spoke... Uh, things are a little different. It's also funny because in the recording, you and I are like, oh, there's an ambulance, end of the world, ha ha ha, which is amazing. Um, Now it's kind of crazy because I feel like people are doing more beauty stuff than ever and like skincare stuff and like friends are like buying more makeup than ever. Like what, what is going on? You know, I think some of it is boredom. Um, And I think a lot of times we when we're frustrated, we take it out on ourselves. And we, so like you go through a breakup, you chop all your hair off, like one of those, you know, those kind of things. So we're all looking inward and we're looking in the mirror a lot. And a lot of hair color is happening. A lot of, I think um, if you make an order on Manic Panic right now, it's like back ordered a month because everyone is coloring their hair blue and peach and orange right now. Because why the fuck not? I mean, you know, if you're just sitting at home, you might as well do something kooky and fun. Yeah. I mean, do you think it's that people want to have any form of control and they're like, this is the only thing I can control? 100%. 100%. That is exactly why. Yeah. Or like that they feel like, well, we're not going, I'm not going out. So let me, if this gives me like a red face or if this thing doesn't work or if I try this makeup thing and it looks like shit, it doesn't matter. Yes, exactly. This is the perfect time to experiment. If you've always wanted to master a winged eyeliner, perhaps you have um, a a peel that you've been like worried to try because you don't want to look crazy in the boardroom. (laughs) Honey, get that peel out. Um, And this is the time to master your nail art. This is the time to finally know how to paint your nails. Like, where do we start? Do we put the nail polish in the middle of the nail? I mean, this is the time to figure all this shit out. Uh, Also, like... Is there a, a separate thing, too, of people being like, oh, my God, I can save so much money because I don't have to wear makeup or because I don't have to do all these things like a heightened realization of like, whoa, I'm spending so much money on this stuff. Like how how much did I actually need it? Yeah, that's definitely true for me. I mean, I have been getting my nails done, you know, every three weeks for over a year. Mm-hmm. And you can see my nails right now. They yeah, mine, really too. Nothing. Not- yeah, yeah. So that I've saved on. And then I do laser hair removal and it is not cheap. And honey, the hair has grown back. Let's just say, okay, <laughs> we are, we are overdue for an appointment. <laughs> or, and I'm like, wow, my beauty budget was really high, you know? Yeah, or the people that are like, my gray hairs are growing in and then posting stuff as if they're like a firefighter. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That's so funny. Look what I'm doing. I'm sacrificing my yeah, roots. The 
people that are like, oh my God, I'm I'm letting my hair grow gray for the first time. Like everyone give me applause. Not all heroes <laughs> wear capes. Some of them wear gray roots. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think it's it's very interesting because it is highlighting all the stuff that we did. Like it was comfort, definitely. Like getting my nails done was definitely like a comfort thing. But then you slowly are like, oh, I don't really need this. I feel like my skin is like breathing from makeup because I'm not doing my whole face. I'm just doing my eyes. And then if I go out, you your bottom half of your face is covered by a mask. So I feel like I was thinking like, man, lipstick companies must be so pissed right now. Yeah, and they're going hard. I mean, you would never know it from my emails. You know, Sephora's like, hey, would you like a 20% off fragrance coupon? And I'm like, actually, no, honey, that is the last thing I need right now. Thank you. They're trying. They're doing what they can. But yeah, I would imagine sales are low. But I would say they're probably going up for other things like at-home manicures, Mm -hmm. at-home skin stuff. Um, My Facebook group is all about like, hey, is anybody ordering, you know, waxing kits? Or hey, is anybody ordering press-on nails? I mean, because we want to feel Mm -hmm. normal. We want a normalcy. And I think that a lot of our self-care kind of helps that Mm -hmm. feeling. What are the emails that you're getting? What are they trying to say to get people to, to push and buy stuff right now? I mean, honestly, it is... I am so offended by the fact that when they act like nothing is wrong, yeah. that's my biggest pet peeve. Like I get it. If you're like, Hey, it's hard out there. We're all struggling financially. Here's a coupon. Mm-hmm. Great. I have companies that are like, we have new items in stock. Check them out. And I'm like, honey, no, <laughs> I don't want, I'm not going to pay that. Oh my God. Yeah. From your Facebook group, I know you have access to a lot of like people and like real people's real reactions kind of like in real time. So um, are you seeing anything where people are still investing in beauty industry stuff, even though um, we are at home and people are unemployed? Most definitely. Most definitely. I've even seen uh, comments on my Facebook that are like, I can't wait for my check so I can order this face mask or I can't wait for the check to come in so I can order these custom, you know, press on nails. Because again, self-care is taking care of yourself and you deserve that. And even when things like this are happening, it's a way to remember that you love yourself. And so if it makes you feel better and you're going to be a better, you know, worker, partner, person, parent, you know, any of those things to put on some deodorant and heaven forbid a bra. (laughs) Um, I have a bra on right now. I've been putting bras on for like three days. I'm like, why didn't I wear a bra? (laughs) Why wasn't I wearing a bra for two months? I feel like a brand new person, you know? So yeah, I, I haven't I haven't noticed that. I haven't seen any numbers. Yeah. I don't know if if you know the beauty industry is tanking or not, but it does appear that we are all taking care of ourselves and doing our best um, in this situation. And my girls know we deserve it, sweetie. Okay, <laughs> so like whatever you need to do that's going to make you feel good, honey, do it. If you need to put the bra, the bra on, put the yeah. bra on. Do you think people are going to transition more after, even though? Uh, if like there's a vaccine or anything, do you think people will still be doing stuff at home? I feel like people are going to learn how to dye their own hair and like that'll stick around. Definitely. I think that this is an assessment for a lot of us kind of being like, wow, where have I put my time, money and energy and where can I not do that any longer? I mean, even that's in all spectrums of my life. I'm like, wow, this could have been an email, (laughs) you know, like I think I think we're all realizing that, you know, like, oh, shit, I didn't need to go to that meeting. Oh, I didn't need to go to that. So I definitely think that's going to happen. Um, And there's a lot of us out there who are really honing in on our crafting skills and they're really survival skills if Mm -hmm. you think about it. So 
all these times we've paid somebody hundreds of dollars to do our grays, we can do them ourselves, turns I know. out. And I'm all about spreading that money, and I want all the hairdressers to get wealthy. But at the same time, honey, we can we can touch up on our damn own. Yeah, that is uh, probably bad news for a lot of freelance hairstylists and nail people. But to be fair, they are better at it. They are Yes, and, and that's the thing. We can still go and have yeah. them do everything, and then we just touch yeah. up ourselves. That's how I've always operated. Yeah. You know, the professionals deserve their, their mm-hmm. cash, but every once in a while, you know, we can tackle it on yeah. our own. Thank you so much, Jackie. Yeah, man, no prob. So I don't feel that the conversations differed that much. Obviously, we have way more perspective, and I really enjoyed this idea of how brands are reacting because you know you see those commercials right that are like all of a sudden the tone is like in this terrible time we want to be there for each other and then the commercial is for like I don't know like diapers or something so basically the tone of ads and the tone of what people can afford and what people might be using these products for has completely changed So again, let's go back to the entire purpose of this season, which is buying control. And you know what? Even if it's an illusion, even if it's something that doesn't really exist, which is, you know, perfect skin, even if it's something that you're just doing to have a routine and to make yourself feel like a human being, why not? Just do it. Thanks for listening. Please remember that we're all in this together. Even if you just are trying to make your own mud mask at home and it ends up turning your skin green or something, I don't know. Make sure you're subscribed to our show on Stitcher or wherever you find your podcasts. This show is produced by Tamika Weatherspoon. Our audio engineer is Brendan Burns and our audio is mixed by Andy Christens. Our executive producers are Chris Bannon and Josephine Martirana. Original music is composed by Zach Sherwood, Mike Kaplan, and Jack Dolgen. Our theme song is performed by Sam Barbera. Bad With Money is a production of Stitcher. I'm Gabby Dunn, and hopefully I'll see you next week.